Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE NXT episode 551, NXT UK episode 83, and I also attended live AEW Dynamite here in Colorado, uh, specifically in Broomfield at the First Bank Center um, on March 4th. 2020 um nxt uk uh was broadcast the next day the day that i'm recording this march 5th uh, but before i talk about all of that um i want to uh, talk very briefly about the the new film it's out in theaters right now you can go and see it if you want i would uh, really recommend i i wouldn't necessarily recommend seeing this movie if you're buying the ticket straight up. If you have a movie theater subscription like AMC Premiere or Regal's thing or what, whatever else is going on um, with all those subscriptions, I, I, I am out of touch which, with which, which ones are available. But um, if you have one of those subscriptions and you like these guys, you like the TV show, then I do recommend checking out the Impractical Jokers movie. Um, I thought it was really funny. Um, I've only seen a few episodes of the show, um, but it took that prank film sort of formula. Um, a, a lot of times those films ha- have like a road trip aspect to them. Um, and this one is, uh, is similar in that regard. Um, I, the, the ones that try to weave an actual story, that is. You have the Jackass movies. Those don't have a story at all. And it's, that's fine because it's just ridiculous. But like Bad Grandpa, um, Action Action Park or whatever that the it's like a prequel to Bad Grandpa. It's about when the Bad Grandpa was young and he ran a really really dangerous amusement park. That movie was really funny. Uh, also coming up is Bad Trip, starring Eric Andre and uh, Tiffany Haddish, and that movie looks really funny. Um, I'm definitely going to check that out, uh, when it's, uh, when it's released, um, or at some point after that, but, um, yeah, this movie, I, I'm not really familiar with these guys, but like, I don't know their stories, all that, but they unfold, their stories unfold as they are relevant to the story in this film. And I, I thought it was, was a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, so basically they have um we start off like in 1990 and they're all headed to a uh apollo abdul concert uh but they don't have tickets so they sneak in they have these security outfits and all that and they get in trouble they ruin the concert and they get away and apollo abdul swears her revenge to get revenge on them someday um and then they they run into her at a restaurant um in the present day and they're 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 really panicked um especially uh, i think it's sal he is the one who he gets clotheslined by paul abdul i'm spoiling a lot of this movie sorry about that you'll still really enjoy this movie it's a lot of fun because the 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 real fun of it the story is really silly and out there it doesn't really matter if stuff is a surprise or not so but if it does if i ruined it by spoiling stuff for you i'm really sorry but um it's the pranks that they do that are the most fun aspect of the film. But, and th- this is just kind of the framework they have. But anyway, they run into her at a restaurant and, uh, she's like, Oh, you're the impractical jokers. You're so funny. 
come on down to my party in Miami. It's next week or whatever. And so, and she gives them some, her assistant gives them some uh, uh, credentials for it, you know, badges, um, badges on lanyards. And they only get three of them. There's four, there's four of these guys. And so they decide, oh yeah, we're all going to go down there, but to figure out who's going to get into the, into the party, we're going to have, uh, we're, we're going to do hidden camera pranks, challenges all, uh, all along the way. So, uh, that's what they do. Uh, I think I'm trying to think of what my favorite one was. Uh, there's a really good one where they're on a boat with, uh, like some other tourists and, uh, there's like, there's for each thing that they do, there's a different person that's stranded on like a little rubber rubber raft. And, uh, the captain is in cahoots with everybody and they are with the, with the jokers, and it's like, okay, well, we all have to be in agreement to rescue somebody. It's maritime law or whatever. And so they having to to convince these these other tourists, like, no, we shouldn't help them on board. That was really funny. Um, and then there was another one where they had to each took they each took turns trying to get people to stop and help them with their uh, broken down car. And, uh, of course they're all like feeding each other's lines and like what to do all that. I think that, one, I think that one might've been my, my favorite. Um, there's also a job interview one that was really good. Um, actually, man, all the pranks, the, the, the only prank I didn't really like, it was still pretty fun, but there's a prank that only one person did. And so it didn't like count towards their win or loss tallies. Um, so that, uh, I'd say that that one was the only one that didn't really fit with all the rest of them, but it was still, it w- was still pretty fun and it's, it, it, it was fine. I was in there. Um, you'll, you'll know it when you get to that part of the movie. So yeah, there you go. My thoughts <laughs> Five minutes of thoughts on the Impractical Jokers movie, which is only 90 minutes. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it, and I used my AMC pass for it. Um, I was going to see either The Lodge or uh, Brahms, two, or Brahms The Boy 2, um, but I would have had to wait another half hour to do those. So the timing ended up working out really well, well because um, I went and saw this movie just maybe like two miles away from uh from where uh aew dynamite was taking place um so i i left to go up there it's on the other side of town it's only like 40 miles away but with traffic once rush hour traffic hits it take well over an hour to get up there so i left in the afternoon just after lunch got there saw a movie and then had dinner headed to the show worked out really great um and uh i uh i was really glad that my friend uh g he came uh and uh used one of my uh tickets that i got and uh he was able initially he wasn't going to be able to get there um in uh in time for the start of the show he was going to get there late uh like a half hour after the show started but luckily he uh, was able to get get up there um leave work early and and uh see he saw the entire show so that that was really awesome it also worked out really well um so i had four tickets uh i put the other two tickets up for sale um they sold like two days before 
Um, but I had them listed for slightly less than what I paid for them initially, including the, the fees and everything. And um, I think what probably happened was that somebody jumped on those tickets thinking that, that they could flip them, uh, but there just wasn't the interest. They, they probably set the price way too high or something like that. But um, it worked out because they didn't have to sit next to uh, other people. I didn't have to sit next to strangers. And I also got my money back basically for those tickets. So um, I was going to be totally fine with not having sold the tickets and just having extra space for sure. But um, best of both worlds right there. The only better case scenario would have been if I I made a little bit of profit on there. But I, I lost like 4 or $5 on each of the tickets, which is fine. That's a good price to pay to not sit next to anybody. Um, and far less of a price than the full $46 or whatever it is. But anyhow, uh, so Dynamite, I'm going to start with this because it's the first thing I watch out of everything. Um, I did not take notes or anything like that. Um, I have I have a very general awareness of what's going on in AEW. Um, I have a lot better awareness now. Um, still, I, I feel like I could not explain very much that's going on at all. Um, uh, half of the champions did not appear on this episode. Um, so we didn't see, even though there was, okay, there was a, um, what was it? Uh, there's a meet and greets, um, with a bunch of different people, um, including all of SCU, um, the women's champion, Nyla Rose and somebody else. I can't remember who the other person was. Um, but I missed that. Um, I was kind of tempted to not go to the movie instead, get in line, to do uh the scu because i was wearing my this is the worst town i've ever been in shirt um one of my only actual aew shirts and that came out before aew existed even so it's not technically even an aew shirt okay maybe it is no i'm i'm no well maybe the new ones are maybe they have the aew logo on, on the new versions of it i think they still sell that shirt um but anyway, uh, so Nyla was there, but um, she did not have a match or appear in the arena for a promo or anything. Or she did. I totally missed. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't miss it. I didn't leave to use the restroom or anything during the, during the show at all. But um, uh, yeah, so Nyla didn't appear on the show, nor did she appear on on uh, Dark, AEW Dark. Um and then Kenny Omega didn't appear at all. So that's half the champions right there. Uh, Kenny Omega being half of the tag team champions along with uh, Hangman Adam Page. Um, he did appear. I really enjoyed his appearance. Um, and I don't know. If, I don't know what the context is of him just getting more and more beer. But he had a huge, like, just his arms were just stuffed. He had all these cups and cans that he collected from people giving it to him um, of uh, of beer, different beers. I, I don't think there's any. I think it was all, they're all different types of beer. But uh, yeah, I really liked that that moment. Um, I forget what happened, what the context of that was. Um, it was something with. Oh, it was 
Oh, that's right. It was best friends. One of the best friends. I forget their names um, versus uh, Bastard Pack. And also Orange Cassie was out there. And um, yeah, it was a whole thing. I ended up with uh, uh, with some of the... Uh... No, it wasn't that match. It was the match with with uh, 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 QT. It was QT versus uh, Jack H- Jake Hager. That's right. That's when it happens. Ah, I, I, I did not take, I'm just going off of memory. I don't know what order everything took place in, but, um, I did. I really liked hangman page, his whole involvement in that. Um, yeah, that was that other match, uh, because, um, orange Cassidy doing his thing with, with, with pack and everything. That was its own thing. We have a new uh, faction, I guess, or team with uh, um, uh, Phoenix and um, and Pentagon and ba- and Pack. There are the uh, triangle, the Death Triangle, Triangle Death, Death Triangle, Triangle. Yeah, Death. No, Death tri- Triangle. And then it's Triangle de los Muertos is the Spanish name, something like that. It's, it, that, that was cool to see to see the origin of this trio um they did some really cool stuff in the so in the their their match in their involved like that like all escalated and everything um because originally it was uh the best friends and uh and orange casty out there and it was just pack but then the lucha bros came out and helped him to like beat down beat up the other guys um so yeah pack is great anyway uh so i i it, i think i would be a little bit more disappointed i i was mostly disappointed that kenny omega didn't appear on the show um because he's uh one of my favorite people in all of AEW, um and uh it seems like he's he's got a lot more uh a lot more traction right now a lot more cool stuff that he's doing um, since the last time I watched, which was like right at the beginning of, of Dynamite, um, it seems like he's in, 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 in the, the lows of his storyline. And I didn't really enjoy um, watching that very much. I was kind of disappointed watching that stuff. But um, yeah, seeing some clips from, from uh, Revolution this past Saturday, I was like, oh, this is, they've been having great matches as a tag team and all that. Like all the clips I've seen for that was really awesome. Um, but anyway. Uh, we open the show. Um, th- there's just a few moments I do want to want to talk about specifically. Uh, we open the show with Moxley making his entrance, and he made his entrance uh, through the tunnel that was right below where I was sitting. So that was really cool to see him uh, that close. I mean, I wasn't like right up close to him. I wasn't able to pat him on the shoulder and things like that, like everybody wants to do. Uh, why? Why? But um, I mean, I I know why, but. No, especially, especially in today's, what's the, what's the phrase, uh, in today's economy. No, that's not the right word for that. That is the phrase that, that is the quote that I was trying to think of from the, uh, the Gary Goldman special that, um, oh, I think it was on HBO, uh, it was from a few years ago, but anyway, uh, yeah, don't, why, why, why Pat? Why why are people patting 
wrestlers on the shoulder. Like, oh, I got to touch them. Oh, I got their the their the baby oil on my hands from them. Like, no. Why? No. No. Fist bump. Go for a fist bump. Go for like high fives, fist bumps. Oh, that's great. But like if they don't go for it, don't like that's not like a good alternative. They they missed giving you, you a high five. Don't pat them on the back and like that's weird, especially if they're shirtless. Um anyhow, uh what, with 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 the 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 coronavirus all that stuff going on. That's even more reason. Don't touch. Just don't touch anybody. Like nobody should touch anybody else at all. Unless you know, you're going to be touching. Like it's somebody that you, 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 you have to touch that. Not that you have to touch, but you know, like, you know, family members that you have to like, you know, hold their hands to cross the street and stuff like that. You can t- touch those people, but like strangers, it's like, say, do like do in a greeting fist bump, just a wave, a nod, a bow, whatever, and, and wash your hands. Most importantly, wash your hands. Everybody wash your hands. Um, have you washed your hands today? If the answer is no, how have you gone an entire day without watch, washing your hands? The real question should be, have you washed your hands in the last half hour? And if you haven't, like, just just do it. Just do it. Like, it's not it, – it, it's the chances of it being a good thing – are way higher than it being a bad thing. There's no bad thing that can really happen from washing your hands like an extra time. And unless you're using a soap that is known to irritate your skin to make cause your skin to dry out and crack and uh you know get to like the the bloody cracky hands, then that's not a good thing, but it like figure out your alternative. Like get your hands clean. And don't put stuff in your mouth. I'm really bad about that. I put pens and pencils in my mouth. Just to chew on them while I'm thinking about stuff, working on stuff, and whatnot. But uh, in general, it's the, it's by the only person who uses those things. So it's fine. Usually. Anyhow, what was I saying? Oh, uh, yeah. Moxley made his entrance. So that's cool. And he he dared the inner circle to, to come at him. And then they do, and that's like that's what he asked for. So, like, what's the problem? And then um, Darby Allen was supposed to have a tag team match she was, uh, as Moxley's partner, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. They came out there; they are, they're, the, they're the opposing team. But before Moxley can make his entrance, he gets attacked by uh, some of the inner circle um, by uh, the, the, what's his name? What's his name? And the other guy. Um, and he gets taken out backstage. They join at ringside. So Moxley's been left in a in a gutter or something. I don't know. But um, the entire time while this happen is happening, we're looking at Darby Allen is just standing there, like wa- looking at the screen. We're like, go go help him. What's going on here? Just go. You see what's going on? It's happening like a hundred feet away. You just you really just have to go up a corridor, and you can help him out. But he doesn't. He stays out there. So, yeah, we were a little bit incredulous about that because that that's what we would see when we're in the arena. We thought for a little while we couldn't see where he was, but then we spotted him. He's like, oh, he's just standing there. He's letting Moxley get beat up. But anyway, the match was pretty fun. 
Um, uh, his hot tag to himself was was probably one of my favorite wrestling moments of the show. Um, and then like the whole run that he did right after that, uh, like powered him up, and uh, so that was pretty exciting. Uh, but uh, in general, the matches. I didn't think anything was really like must see from this episode. Um, there was a really cool match that I recommend from AEW Dark. We saw, um, oh crap, what's her name? Um, uh, let's see if I can find. Okay, so I am skipping around again, and more, even more so. Uh, I did, I do have the discussion page from the actual okay let me talk about the 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 matches that happened on the show first we had seu and colt cabana four-man tag team match against the dark order i don't know any of the people in dark order's names so i don't know but um seu and, and colt cabana won colt won the match he got the pin so that was really exciting um then we had big swole versus leva bates um big swole won that match um i don't she used the book. She used the book as a weapon, and I booed. That's it's cheating. It's a, it's a weapon. The, the 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 referee was distracted by the other librarian. I forget his name. Um, his name is um uh, Peter Avalon. That's right. because uh, he had a dark. He was on one of the dark matches. But I'll get to that in a second. We had uh, Chuck Taylor of Best Friends versus Pack. Uh, I talked about that a little bit. Um. And then we had QT Marshall versus Jake Hager. I don't know anything about QT Marshall. I think this might have been the first time I've seen him. Um, and I don't remember much from that match before all the chaos happened. Um, and then the main event, Darby Allen um, versus Chris Jericho and Sam Guevara in a handicap match because uh, 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 Moxley got uh, taken out of the, out of the picture. Um, so Chris Jericho and Sam Guevara, uh, won the match eventually, but, um, they, they weren't doing so they were, they were getting beat up pretty good by just this one other guy. Um, uh, another, uh, there was a segment, uh, I think everybody was really anticipating because earlier in the day, uh, the finale of free the deletes from Matt Hardy was broadcast, it was put on, it wasn't broadcast, it kind of was. Um, it was released on YouTube and it ended with uh, the Young Bucks arriving in SUV and Box of Youth, I knew you'd come. Um, so everybody expected, oh, he's going to be the exalted one, leader of the Dark Order, or maybe something else. I feel like he's going to be something else um, because why Why would the, the Young Bucks come to get him um, if he's going to be with the Dark Order? Uh, so I think he might be part of their faction their group their alliance uh to fight off the dark order perhaps i don't know but um and then somebody else will be is going to be the leader probably uh what's his name um what's his original name brody lee aka luke harper i think he'll be the exalted one and uh, uh matt hardy will do his own thing and be part of like the alliance to, to fight off the dark one. I think maybe, I don't know. We'll see. That's what I think. But none of that was revealed. I thought maybe, okay. So Jake, the snake Roberts, uh, came out to interrupt Cody's promo talking about how he's beaten by MJF again. And he basically t- t- tells Cody that he's, he's, he's whiny. 
he's complaining, he's crying, he's like, I never cried about a wrestling match in my life and all that kind of thing. And uh, he closes out. Oh, he says he he's he represents a client, and that the client is going to be here soon. And that darkness is coming to 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 AEW. But I thought with that, I was like, oh, is that but is he is he the exalted one of the Dark Order? But he was referring to something else. Kind of a little bit confusing using the same uh some of the same similar phrasing and stuff like that. Uh, that you might use talking about the Dark Order. But, um, yeah, he ended by saying, <laughs> great, great ending. It's a, a great man once told me, or I, I'm paraphrasing here, but I can remember it. Uh, Never turn your back on someone you respect or, or, or fear or something like that. And he just turns around and walks away. As he's saying that, basically, he turns his back on Cody, just flips the microphone uh, behind him. Uh, that was that was pretty pretty uh, solid drop the mic moment worthy of that microphone flip um so yeah that was really cool to see jake the snake there in person um uh cutting a promo that was probably the coolest non-wrestling moment of the night i thought maybe um there there's there's certainly a bunch of other moments that i could choose uh, as my wrestling and non-wrestling favorite moments as well. But So over on AEW Dark, before the show, um, it was uh, Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy uh, defeated Kip Sabian and Peter Avalon. Um, <clears throat> I'm not very familiar with Kip Sabian. I'm not sure if I've seen him in any singles or tag team matches before. I think I may have only seen him in a battle royale, royale type of situation. But, um, yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, so I, okay. I, I did enjoy this show. Uh, I don't want to be negative about it, but, um, I do want to mention somebody behind during this match. It wasn't a bad match. It was, there, there's some fun stuff in there. I enjoyed it. Uh, but I hear somebody behind me and they say, Something like this. I, I don't know if this is exactly what they said. Um, and I, I, I assume they said in years at the end of the, this, this sentence. It may have, they might have meant in, in weeks or in, in months or something. But he said, this guy, a couple rows behind me, there's like nobody in between us at that point because it was before the show started. So not everybody's gotten their seats or whatever. But um, he says, oh, this, is, this match is better than anything that WWE has put out in years or or months or days or whatever he says. And I'm thinking, what are you, ta- what are you talking about? I mean, this is good. It's good. But if you clearly you don't watch WWE because just, just the other night, two nights ago on raw, we saw Umberto Carrillo and Rey Mysterio versus Angel Garza and Andrade. That match was incredible. And you're like, they're, this match is good. It's I'm enjoying this match, but it was it is it is not better than that match that I just saw on TV the other day. So I don't know. I feel like uh, there's a lot of uh, just uh, uh, inflating, exaggerating, like how good it, uh, how good any match, like. Say the uh, 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 some fans will say that of just about any match. It was like, oh, this match, 
this match is like the worst match of the card, but it's still better than. I mean, they didn't say it like that, but like on paper, this should, isn't going to be the best match of the night. But they're like already like inflating it. And had they been, I don't know. I don't. Know. I mean, it's fine. I I don't want to be negative anymore about uh about it because I I did enjoy the show. I did enjoy this match, but that type of that statement is just not correct um it's if if it's true to that person then they actively are well don't watch haven't seen a match in that time span that they're speaking of from wwe because yeah (sighs) anyway okay uh after the show we had jimmy havoc versus severino corrente uh, Jimmy Havoc won that match. Uh, Abaddon, a local uh, female wrestler, um, who's just this, she's has this crazy makeup. She's like a, a zombie lady or something. I don't know what, she, I don't know what she is. She's uh, she's undead or she's she's alive, but that de- uh, she's some type of horror creature <laughs> named Abaddon. Uh, but Hikaru Shida defeated her, but she was pretty freaked out by Abaddon. They, it, but yeah, go check out this match because Abaddon, I've seen her a couple of times here at local shows. Uh, she's at Literally Ray and Laughs uh, one of the times that I went, and she appears very frequently on Respect Women's Wrestling. Uh, she's here at Herman's Hideaway um, on Broadway uh, here uh, in the south south of, of Denver area but um just just look up respect women's wrestling in denver um so yeah that was really cool to see her on the show and um yeah i think that was overall that match was maybe my favorite uh complete match of the night it was the only match that didn't really have oh yeah there was the jimmy havoc and severino corrente match did not have like a run-in afterwards or anything like that uh, so like these two matches I feel like we're the only ones that didn't have anything like that or like outside involvement type stuff um, because we had we had some some stuff with uh, Leva Bates getting involved and with uh, um, with uh, Marco stunt in the in the that tag match opening the show all that kind of thing so I I all I extra appreciated this match for being a com- complete match self-contained without any outside forces or uh, interference, like uh, everything. That- okay. I don't mean this to say it's bad to continue storylines, but everything else on the show, all the other matches and stuff were like just continuing storylines. And so they would end up with outside interference or run-ins right after the match, getting attacked right after the match, all that kind of stuff. So it's good to see a couple of matches that didn't have any of that. Um, then we also had uh, private party uh, defeats Sunny Kiss and Brandon Cutler. Okay, so all these. Th- this is all spoilers. I should said. Well, I said I'm talking about the, the dark matches. So you'll see these matches on YouTube next week. Go watch at, at the very least. Watch uh, Abaddon in action there. But um, private party. I wasn't sure if they're who. I, I didn't know who I was rooting for in this match or who I was meant to be rooting for because uh, then it, it ended up seeming as though uh, Sonny and Brandon were aligned with all the good guys. 
that came out afterwards the best friends orange cassidy uh joey janela all of them that came out after the show i don't think this part will be on the the tv or on the the aw dark show um but after this they they all come out and they're kind of closing out the show doing some fun house show type stuff uh, which makes makes a lot of sense because they don't have actual house shows as AEW. I mean, all these guys, most of these guys just do do other independent shows and, and they do stuff like this and those shows. But um, yeah, it, that was pretty fun. Uh, Orange Cassidy spoke during that. He says, hello. And then <laughs> says who he is. And then he just said everybody else's name. That was like all he said. And the crowd loved it. I, 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 I loved it too. It was really fun for being, it was just so simple and like he wasn't, he was just saying everybody's name. Um, <laughs> he accidentally calls, um, <laughs> Oh, private party was out there too. They were all, but they got all, all attacked by uh triangle of death. So, uh, so even though they were opponents, they teamed they they joined forces to help fight him off and then the others came and helped and all of that but um uh he, he calls him pirate party <laughs> okay this is my favorite part of the show when he when orange Cassidy calls them pirate party is oh sorry private party <laughs> so dumb it like it's it, like if it was on i whether it was on purpose or it was an accident, either way, is really funny. I don't think it changes it for me. If like if it was an accident, played off very well. If it was on purpose, that was very clever to think of. And either way, I really enjoyed it. So um, yeah, that was that was uh, that was basically it. They and then they ended with a huge group cut group hug. Uh, there's somebody in the audience dressed as Joey Janela, and Joey brought him in. He's like, oh, it's me from the future. So he kept calling him Joey Janela from the future. Uh, Brandon Cutler uh, got attacked by Orange Cassidy so that he could do the job to future Joey Janela. Uh, so that was a really fun part of it. And then uh, there's a uh, a girl who's dressed up as Orange Cassidy. So he brought him into uh, uh, he brought her into the ring. Um, and, uh, she, she was part of the group hug along with, uh, future Joey Janela. So that, that's how they close the show with one big group hug. Um, so there you go. That, that was, uh, my experience at AEW dynamite for the first time since their very first episode. Um, as far as the live experience, um, I did see, I did watch the first couple, the, the couple of episodes after that. That was the last time I've watched a full broadcast episode, whatever, um, uh, from AEW. So it was it it was pretty interesting to to be figuring stuff out, learning what's going on with everybody, um, and luckily uh, in a lot of cases, um, G knew more what was going on than I did, so I could ask him some of the questions and all that. Um, all right. So how long is this episode already? Already well over 30 minutes. Um, I'm going to go real, real quick through NXT and NXT UK because, um, I mean, NXT was really good. Um, honestly, I think I would have had more fun being at this NXT show because there's two cage matches. I thought both cage matches were pretty awesome. Um, 
but they would have been a lot more traveling. Way prefer driving 40 minutes each direction than flying 900 miles or however many, 1,300 miles each direction um, and renting a car and doing all that kind of thing. That's involved with going to an NXT uh, show at Full Sail um, traveling from Denver. But anyway, um, so we opened up with the Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai cage match. Um, so uh, Dakota made her entrance with um, with uh, with Raquel Gonzalez. And uh, so she was at ringside the entire time outside of the cage. Um, but there's some really awesome moments throughout this match. We had Tegan hit a huge crossbody off the top. When she was about to, to escape, but she thought, oh, I should take her out next. Also, Raquel was just standing right below her and would probably just mess her up if she tried to climb down. Um, Dakota uh, kicks the door into Raquel accidentally. So that almost went really badly for Dakota. But um, Dakota Kai kits, kicks out after the shiniest wizard. A uh, huge moment there. Um, and then she slams as Dakota. Uh, as Dakota's trying to escape, Tegan slams the door. She's up on the top of the cage about to escape at the top, but she slams the door into Dakota um, because uh, Raquel is trying to pull Dakota out of the door, slams into her leg, uh, but then uh, Raquel immediately slams the door into Tegan, pinning her against, like, between the door and the, and the wall, and like, just keeping her trapped there. And uh, so Dakota is able to escape, and I I really like that ending. I thought it was awesome. It, when I saw when Tegan started to climb, I mean, it kind of silly potential. I see it being kind of silly that she didn't just try to go out the door because the door's right there. But Raquel was right, just right there. Uh, so her plan, it, I mean, it could have worked, but it didn't. It backfired, and uh, as soon as she started climbing up the cage next to the door. I thought, oh, she's going to, that's, that door is going to be hurting her very soon. Um, I did not anticipate to play out exactly how it did. It was even better than anything that I had imagined was going to happen. So I really, really liked that match. Um, favorite match of the week? Yeah, yes. Yes. So far. Yes. We'll see what happens on SmackDown. I don't know what's going to happen on SmackDown. There's going to be a gauntlet. That's what's going to happen on SmackDown. There's a gauntlet match in all the tag teams that are in the elimination chamber. And the winner of this gauntlet match, even though the champions are in this gauntlet match, the winner of this gauntlet match does not win the championship. They win the ability to enter the elimination chamber last. So it'll probably be the Usos. I'm going to say, I'm guessing it'll be the Usos. Um, so that match could that match could potentially be the best match of the week. What we'll see. Um, then we had Rhea uh, there at Raymond James Stadium uh, on location, just uh, reminiscing about what about the future. <laughs> but talking about how how excited she is about the match and how much it would mean to to separate herself from Charlotte Flair by beating Charlotte Flair and all that kind of thing. So uh, it was a really cool package um and uh i'm getting more and more excited for that match oh i still i still stand by the statement it should be the main event of takeover 
instead of just being somewhere in the mix in the 17 hours of WrestleMania on Sunday. But, you know, it's still it, it being it in front of that many people is really cool. I just think it'd be better as the main event of, of TakeOver. Um, then we had Shotzi Blackheart versus Chelsea Green in a qualifier match to get into the ladder match uh, at TakeOver Tampa that will determine um, the NXT Women's Champion's next opponent, where the champion ends up being Rhea or Charlotte. It'll be Rhea. It's definitely... I don't know. Well, maybe Charlotte could win. It's going to be Rhea. It's going to be Rhea. Um, so Chelsea Green wins via the I'm Prettier, um, and she gets one of the six spots in that ladder match. Um, there, this is the only qualifier match on this episode. I anticipate there'll probably be like two in the next episode or the next episode after that. Cause I don't think there's five more episodes until between now and uh takeover. So they've got to double up in one of these episodes coming up next week. They're doing like a fan appreciation at the, uh, from the, uh, um, performance center, as opposed to uh, filming from their usual spot at Full Sail because there's the conflict, scheduling conflict. Um, so I don't know what's going on with that, um, how that, how that's going to be. But there's going to be two title matches. There's going to be uh, the Broserweights versus the Undisputed Era um, for the tag team titles, and there's going to be Keith Lee versus Cameron Grimes for the North American Championship. So it is a pretty... Uh, it's it's shaping up to be a pretty stacked show for being broadcast from the performance there. But they've done they've done a show from the performance there before. They did halftime heat from there. Um so they they have made it work before. It'll be a really strange but interesting situation. Um I thought they were going to go is complete opposite direction of what I thought they were going to do. I thought they would get a like a college arena or something like that, um, like they usually do this time of year. They'll do it uh, in the past years. They do a whole month of their tapings from uh, uh, this one arena in, in Georgia, I think it is, um, in a, the Atlanta area. But they did not. They're they're not doing that this week. Next week. So we'll see how that goes. Um. So yeah, I, kind of a bummer that Shotzi lost. Um, especially cause uh, I don't think there was any cheating involved, but, um, I do like that. She calls the, I'm prettier, the I'm prettier. That's, that's, that's good. I like that. Um, then we had Keith Lee, uh, come out, starts talking with Cameron Grimes interrupts and, uh, Keith Lee just hucks him right out of the ring and, uh, they will fight next week. We find out. Uh, then we had Undisputed Era versus Oni and Danny. Um, Kyle O'Reilly pins Oni, and then uh, the Broserweights come out. And after uh, the Undisputed Era, they, they start cutting a promo. saying, like, oh, something's missing. Where are our championship belts? And then the Broserweights come out. And as uh, Riddle and Dunn are, are doing their thing, grizzled young veterans come out. Zach Gibson cuts a promo. This is soon to be proved the world's number one. And that could be pretty cool. If this is a triple threat at TakeOver Tampa, that'd be pretty great. Um, because, yeah, uh, Gibson and Drake, I, I think they're real good. 
Um, then we have Isaiah Swerve Scott versus. <laughs> I thought I had written down the arm. Like what? Who is the arm? No theory. I wrote down theory and very poor handwriting. Austin theory. Um, Austin theory wins that match via the Austin theory launch. Um, then we have an interview with Johnny Gargano, uh, conducted by Morrow, uh, conducted at the performance center and Johnny starts to get really angry. gets all up in Morrow's face, blaming him for like, like just being there and like assuming stuff about him, about Champa is like, he's quick to call say daddy's home and all that and be on Champa's side. He's really, he's getting really angry at Morrow. He's like, Oh, nothing funny to say now. No mama Mia's. Oh, I have stuff, and Marlo like leaves. Like I, this, I I'm not taking this. So yeah, it was super intense, really cool, uh, really cool segment. That was good stuff. Um, and then our main event, we had uh, Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong in a cage match. Uh, we had Marina at one point provide a kendo stick for Roderick Strong, and then we had the rest of the Undisputed Era provide other weapons later on, but um. But uh, Velveteen Dream fights them all off. Uh, he ends up shoving Roderick Strong out of the cage. So Roderick Strong wins the match because he escapes. But uh, Adam Cole is inside the cage at that point, And Dream shuts shuts the door, locks it. And, oh, it's on between these two guys. But Adam Cole, he, he didn't want this to happen. <laughs> But Velveteen Dream, his eyes are on Adam Cole and his championship. He uh, goes on the attack, uh, takes out the other guys as they're trying to climb into the ring and all that. And then we end the episode with Velveteen Dream standing tall on the top of the cage, holding up the championship. And that's what he's after now. Uh, That's the only thing that he can go after as far as titles go, because the Undisputed Era doesn't have any other titles. It's like, oh, I humiliate, like, can you really be proud of that win that you only won because I threw you out of the cage? That's what I see that as. Uh, I see a lot of discussions saying like, that's so dumb that he lose the, the, the match on purpose. And I'd say, he, no, it's, he, he didn't care about winning this match. He cared about humiliating Roderick strong, kicking his ass, which he did. And it didn't matter about when, like there wasn't a championship on the line. There wasn't a championship opportunity on the line. Like there was no reason to win the match except that winning would mean, you know, defeating him. But he defeating him it defeated him in other ways. And so uh yeah, that leaves okay, one down, other to go, go after Adam Cole, get that championship, be the top champion of NXT. So I that match would be awesome because it seemed like something else was like that didn't seem like it was the direction things were going to go. <laughs> Just uh, Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. I'm I'm excited for that. That's going to be great. Um, so there you go. Uh, that's uh, this week's NXT over on NXT UK. This is going to be really quick because I really didn't take very good notes on this, and I was like uh, I was drawing and stuff while I was while I was quote unquote watching it. So I'm mostly just listening to what was going on. Um. But I did the the main event was really good. Um, last week's main event I liked a lot more. Um, this week's I, I'd say, you know, check it out if you have a chance. But it's not a must see. Um, but you know, it's the biggest, literally the biggest, 
UK championship match yet because finally Walter is fighting a huge guy uh, in Dave Mastiff. Uh, combined, these two guys are around 600 pounds, something like that. So it was it was heavy hitting for sure. But before we get to that, um, we had Travis Banks versus Alexander Wolf. Um, Alexander Wolf won that match via a sit-out powerbomb. Um, then we had Rich Holland versus Sexton Huxley, and Rich Holland pretty much destroyed him quickly. Like I felt like that match was maybe a minute long. Um, then we had Isla Dawn versus uh, the newly debuted Aoife Valkyrie, um, and Aoife won her match. Uh, she just debuted either last week or two weeks ago. I can't remember, but um, I, I like both of them. Uh, a lot. I, I'm not as familiar with Aoife, but as I'm seeing more and more of her, I, I am liking her a lot as well. Um, and then we have uh, Ligero backstage last week. Okay, I don't think I mentioned this last week. Noam Dar cut this promo about Ligero, and he was making fun of Ligero and him, him having the lucha mask and all that, and he was like, saying some Spanish words and really, like, it was kind of offensive accent making fun of him. And um, and Ligero responds this week, and he's gonna. He says he's gonna shut up Noam Dar next week. So that should be that should be a pretty good match. Um, and that leads us into the main event: Dave Mastiff versus Wal- Dave Mastiff versus Walter for the UK Championship. Um, and eventually, I mean, they're they're just just knocking the crap out of each other. Uh, but Walter. Hits a power bomb after three of his other signature signature moves aren't aren't quite effective, um, and Walter successfully defends the UK Championship. Um, so not not really a surprise. Uh, I mean, this was pre taped anyway, so the the spoilers are out there. But um, it's from last week on NXT we saw uh, Imperium. Uh, issue the challenge to Finn Balor or it or you know deliver the regards to Finn Balor from Walter so um I really really hope that match happens in Tampa um as opposed to having to wait two another month uh for the rest of the month until I uh, take over uh Dublin but if we have to wait that long that's fine too it's just going to be a lot a lot longer build up to it I think that the match has to happen. It's got to be happening in Tampa. And then maybe a rematch. If Finn wins, which would be awesome, um, then a rematch in Dublin, perhaps. But uh, we'll see We'll see what goes down there. They're, they're recording their next batch of episodes this weekend. Um, I've been, I haven't had to, to even try avoiding spoilers from those tapings because not a lot of people like post about it anyway. Um, so I don't think I'll get spoiled on that at all, but, um, yeah, I'm excited to see, uh, where things go between now and WrestleMania. And I also hope that they film, uh, all the episodes leading into, uh, takeover Dublin, um, in Tampa during access. Um, cause that's what they've done in, the, uh, that, that's what they did last year. Uh, they weren't leading into another takeover, but, um, they did film their next batch of episodes because everyone was, everyone was there and they could get some NXT talent in there doing stuff and all that. So I hope, I hope that they film NXT UK in Tampa 
at WrestleMania access because I really enjoy uh, being in the audience for those. So anyway, uh, yeah, it's a really long episode uh, for this, for uh, this part of the week. Um, unlike last week, last week I combined in SmackDown and 205 Live. And so I will still have a, a separate episode for that. And uh, possibly also be talking about a couple of the movies that com- are coming out this weekend or uh, that have already come out, been out for a little while. If I see those um, right before I end my subscription. Oh, by the way, no, I'm going to save this. I'm going to say uh, talk about this in my comic book episode um, because I only have three more episodes to watch of the Watchmen. Um, so if I watch those and I read a whole bunch of this week's comics, then I can talk about a whole lot of stuff in the next probably the very next episode that I publish after this. Um, so the new comics episode this week, stay tuned for that. It's that's going to be a long one as well. Hopefully this episode was somewhat entertaining. Um, a lot of recap of course, but, um, you know, I'm pretty happy with some of the sidetracks we, we took along the way. And, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed all three of these shows. Um, and that movie, Impractical Jokers. Go check it out. If you like the Impractical Jokers TV show, you're you're gonna like this movie. There. Okay. So I, like I said, I only know, I've only seen a few episodes of it, and they're they're these guys are fun to watch. Maybe a couple of them times when I was like, this this, this dummy, but um, <laughs> I tell there is only a couple other people in the theater because it's like two p.m. on a, a Wednesday afternoon. As opposed to 2 p.m. on a Wednesday morning. No, uh, it was only it was on 2 p.m. on a weekday. And so, yeah, I was one of like four people in there maybe. But there, there's another guy in the back row. He was like on the opposite side of the theater. And uh, so I was on the le- far left side. He was on the far right side. And he was cracking up so much uh, at stuff that I could tell is like maybe running jokes or like known personality traits from the tv show i was like ah, i kind of wish that i was more familiar with the tv show but i i'm like secondhand enjoying the in jokes because of like how much this guy is enjoying it um so uh yeah it was i had i had a lot of fun watching that movie but I would not advise seeing it like full price. See it if you don't have a subscription, go see it matinee show. See it, uh, you know, at whatever the matinee prices or uh, AMC has special Tuesday prices. Like, go check it out on one at one of those times. Um, I think that'll be uh, a better value. That's a better value for any movie you go see. Um, like, don't don't pay full price to see any movie. Screw up. Get get that matinee pricing, or yeah, or I mean, if you can, and the timing—it's the best timing to see a movie. You know, go see it at a normal time. Go see an IMAX, all that kind of stuff. You can't see *Impractical Jokers* on IMAX. It'd be crazy if you could. Maybe it'll be an IMAX next week when, when uh, after um, after *Onward* has its run in the IMAX. Like, all right, *Onward*, you had your chance. We're gonna we're gonna pop pop impractical jokers over here we had parasite a couple weeks ago now we're gonna put practical jokers in there get the uh get all that um tbs no it's uh true tv money 
But anyway, um, all right, that's it. That's everything for this week. I've talked enough about all this stuff. Um, so let me know what you thought about all of these shows and Impractical Jokers the movie by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe out there in all the infinite multiverses, and I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye.